Welcome to In the Hot Seat with the Tenney Group. I'm Spencer Tenney. It's good to be with you. What in the heck is going on in the U.S. Postal Service right now, and how does that affect transportation? We're going to jump right into that today with our guest, Greg Reed, Executive Director of the National Star Route Mail Contractors Association. Greg, welcome to the hot seat. Spencer, thanks for having me, and I want to say congratulations on knocking the name of our organization out of the park. That is a mouthful, sir, and, uh, and you are very welcome. Before we heat things up, why don't you just take 30 seconds, tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you're doing with your group. Certainly. So as the executive director of the National Star Route Mail Contractors Association, or NSR, MCA, I advocate for the interests of transportation companies and primarily trucking companies that contract with the United States Postal Service to move mail throughout the nation. Postal Service spends about $6 billion a year on surface transportation contracting, moving mail between postal facilities. These companies, NSRMCA's members, are the backbone of the mail system that everyone in this country benefits from today. And, and we would never know without that explanation. Just, it just happens, right? It just shows up. Okay. Um, so, so let's jump right in right there. So, so how does it how does contracting with the Postal Service, how is that different from just traditional, you know, contracting for freight uh, transportation? Sure. Well, anytime you're contracting with the federal government, you're uh, interacting with a federal agency that has different requirements and parameters than you would see in the commercial freight industry. And that's no different um, with the Postal Service. So in order to contract the United States Postal Service, you have to comply with a number of requirements one of them that's particularly challenging is the Service Contract Act, which effectively sets the minimum wage for contracting with the federal government. And by virtue of those sort of barriers to entry, those regulations, you, uh, the Postal Service has cultivated a much different surface transportation network than you would see today out on the highways moving goods and, and products across the country. Wow. So can you give us just a little bit of a breakout, just the demographics of the companies that do this in this industry? How many of them are there? What is the typical size of their fleet? Can you just kind of give us a little color there? Yeah, sure. And that's where it gets really interesting, Spencer, both from the perspective of what the Postal Service used to do and what it's trying to do moving forward. So today there are between 1,500 and 1,700 providers to the surface transportation network of the United States Postal Service. That means between 1,500 and 1,700 trucking companies. There is no supply chain. There is no surface transportation network today in this country, perhaps not even in the world, that has this many companies participating in its surface transportation network. And the reason why it is so fractured and, and thereby so diverse is because for a long time, the Postal Service really contracted out on a local level. Little trucking companies and little localities providing transportation service between Postal Service facilities all the way down to that final post office from which that iconic Postal Service Jeep or truck would pick it up and kind of drive it to your mailbox. Over time, there's been consolidation, but it still remains a highly fractured industry. Today, however, the surface transportation network looks, looks much different. And that's because the Postal Service has made a huge commitment to modernizing how it moves mail and packages throughout the nation. So today, uh, among those 1,500 and 1,700 suppliers, you not only have small trucking companies, 
but you have some of the nation's largest commercial motor carriers. You also have some of the nation's fastest growing and largest brokerages or third-party logistics companies, all designed to support the Postal Service in its modernization efforts. So there's been some shifts in leadership uh, fairly recently at the Postal Service. How is that affecting the, the competitive landscape within um, folks that are in your group? Sure. Well, I think it's fair to say that for the first time ever in Postal Service history, the Postmaster General, the, the leader, if you will, of the Postal Service actually comes to the position with real transportation experience. Louis DeJoy uh, ran and, and grew his own company, New Breed Logistics, into uh, a very successful brokerage that was ultimately purchased by a much larger uh, transportation and logistics company. And so when he took on this role, he brought with it all of his experience and all of his perspective as to how do you create a truly efficient, dynamic, and affordable transportation supply chain? And with that, uh, he has initiated this modernization effort uh, encapsulated in his Delivering for America 10-year plan. And that means deploying state-of-the-art transportation technology. That means bringing in uh, cutting-edge and leading transportation companies um, in order to achieve the almost unimaginable task of delivering to or picking up from 163 million locations, businesses and residences, six days a week, every week of the year. There is no shipper, if you will, or shipping service in the world that has the same obligation to reach as many locations and to do it as consistently as the United States Postal Service. So um, for those in our audience that maybe are a little skeptical of, of the government doing anything cutting edge, um, <laughs> what, have, what have you observed as part of this 10-year plan that, 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 you know, that provides some confidence that uh, we're moving in that direction and uh, maybe it's got you excited a little bit? Well, I think the deployment of uh, sort of cutting edge or modern day transportation technology is a is a huge step in the right direction. The Postal Service, for the first time in its history, is getting true visibility into its network where it's going to be able to identify the location of every truck and every trailer, no matter where it is, whether it's running on time and how to adjust its, its network dynamically to account for those delays those sort of missed trips and also sort of changing volumes. But there's no two ways about it, Spencer. You kind of hit the, you hit the nail on the head there. The Postal Service is an enormous federal agency and adopting mm -hmm. even sort of modern day technology, let alone sort of next generation technology is a huge step and that requires them to bring on a lot of their staff, a lot of their operational teams in order to make it actually work. And we're in that process right now. It's not without its bumps. Postal Service leadership would admit as much, but uh, that commitment is the right commitment because with that visibility, which is being emphasized in every supply chain today, you can mm -hmm. actually execute efficient, effective transportation. So let me transition the conversation a little bit, Greg. I'm, I'm really interested right now, we're having a, a softening in the freight market. So, so what are your folks in your membership experiencing versus what, you know, your traditional folks that are hauling freight across the country, what, what, what's different there? Sure. So Postal Service contracting is unique because it's incredibly stable. The Postal Service contracts on multi-year contracts that are by and large static. And you just don't see that same level of stability in the commercial freight industry. 
And so people in postal service contracting have really bet on that stability and have used it as a hedge against the volatility that you see in the commercial freight space. And for the first time ever, a lot of companies who otherwise would only be participating in competing in the commercial freight space are recognizing the benefit of that postal service stability. Sometimes I draw the comparison as, uh, as a comparison between stocks and bonds. Commercial freight might have at times better margins, but it's a whole lot more volatile. And you have to adjust to that volatility very quickly. Otherwise, you might find yourself on the wrong end of market trends. Postal service contracting might have smaller margins, but it's going to give you that longer term time horizon. And if you could bring combine your business between the, the opportunities um, that you find in the commercial freight industry, but hedge against that volatility by participating in postal service contracting, then you're able to weather those storms and those peaks and valleys that we naturally see in transportation. So right now, a lot of companies who otherwise have never moved a piece of mail in their entire history, maybe never even thought about it, are seeing work with the Postal Service as an exciting and viable opportunity to continue to provide excellent transportation services. I love that. So let's talk about what you see in terms of possible trends in the, in, in the next couple of years that may have some, some, some broad impact across this particular uh, area in the trucking industry. Sure. Well, first, I think it's important to frame what the Postal Service is trying to do because it's no small uh, feat. It's no small goal. The Postal Service wants to be a major, if not the major, uh, shipping service provider for packages in our evolving e-commerce based uh, economy. That means it has to challenge the likes of FedEx and UPS which I think the Postal Service would admit have, have a bit of a head start in that space, even though the Postal Service is one of the largest movers of packages by volume. So in order to do so, it is going to continue to adopt innovations and reforms to its contracting model so that it can compete with those large players. And it's going to do so also to try to lure in um, these sort of cutting edge leading transportation companies who otherwise might not have thought uh, about working with the United States Postal Service moving forward. That means that we could see in the Postal Service world shorter contract terms going from those four year contracts to three or two year contracts, but still providing a tremendous amount of sort of stability uh, you know, when compared to the commercial freight market. We could see mm -hmm. some other innovations and in the RFP process other uh, changes to the requirements in order to be a postal service contractor that again makes postal service contracting uh, a more open field running, a, a better opportunity for a greater diversity of transportation providers. Um, at the same time, it's still gonna have that element of stability and it's still going to uh, be um, a, a viable opportunity for companies that are that already in the postal service contracting industry as much as uh, it will be for new companies as well. So, so obviously, from from our vantage point, we, we see the interest in terms of folks that are already um, in this space, and, and to your point, in some cases, multi generations that have been in this space, and they're growing, um, you know, through getting more contracts, but they're also growing through acquisition. But there's also this folks over here on the sidelines that maybe they're watching this that say like, hey, this this might be a nice addition to our overall growth strategy. It's a little different, um, gives us some diversification. So so what would you say to those folks that 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 might be interested in dipping their toe 
existing trucking company, but 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 getting in this as a, a different type of revenue stream. What, what what advice would you give to them? Well, when it comes to contracting with the United States Postal Service, there is no substitute for planning, right? It is a unique model. Uh, it does have different sort of regulatory requirements, and sometimes for a company that's on the outside looking in, that means almost thinking about setting up a business within a business, right? To ensure that the drivers you have on those lanes are complying with federal regulations like the Service Contract Act in terms of the compensation they're receiving, um, you know, it does require businesses to think about this contract opportunity different than what they're doing elsewhere. But at the same time, the Postal Service is making it as attractive as it ever has for companies who have never been involved to get involved and is taking significant steps to support that involvement, as is NSRMCA. We want to be a big tent and we want to support a diversified surface transportation network because we support the Postal Service's goals of delivering to those 163 million locations Monday through Saturday. At the same time, to your point, uh, Spencer, there is an opportunity here and there is a dynamic of consolidation uh, among suppliers. And that's because as the Postal Service modernizes and becomes more efficient, it's just simply unmanageable to have between 1,500 and 1,700 suppliers in that network, even when they are serving local routes. It's just a lot of contracts and it's a lot of suppliers. And so both for companies within the network already, there's going to be opportunities to consolidate contracts and opportunities. And then from companies on the outside looking in, there's a strategic investment opportunity. Rather than taking your current operation and kind of carving out a component for postal contracting within it, well, you have an acquisition opportunity for companies that are already in the network. And I'll tell you this, they know postal better than postal knows postal. They've been doing this not just for years, but for decades. And to your point, generations People in postal right. service have come and gone over the course of one family's operation in a general region, metro area, or even across the country. And so that's an exciting, you know, an exciting opportunity for transportation companies both in the network and outside of the network is leveraging that generational knowledge to provide great service and have the benefit of that postal service stability. I love that. So uh, last question for you, Greg. A uh, little bit of a wild card. We're look, looking at your resume. Something about London School of Something here. <laughs> Automatically, our viewers like that guy must be pretty smart. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and clearly, you, you you are. But but I'm interested in terms of um, for those that might be traveling to London. Did you live there for for a bit? I lived there for a year. Uh, one of the oh. one of the most fortunate years that I that I've had that I've had in my life. So, so what would you say um, to the trucking business that's going out there with their family to spend a week in London? What's the what's the one thing that they would have to experience from London based on you know you having a, a, you know, an interesting experience uh, there over a, a year or so? Boy, you know that's a that's a big question. It's a hard one. Unfortunately, it's been some time since I've been back. But I think there's two things anyone should do if they're going to England and London in particular. It's one, spend some time in the local pub. Uh, it's the home away from home, uh, the, the warmth, <laughs> the characters, unlike anything here. You, you think you enjoy your local bar here. It ain't nothing like pub life. So spend some time in the local pub. <laughs> and, and two, go see a soccer or a football match. Because, again, I understand, you know, how much we root for our football teams, our baseball teams, our NBA teams, our NHL teams. 
right? There is nothing like the energy and the excitement of a soccer or, or a football match abroad, particularly if you can get two teams that are based in the same city and are competing against each other. They, they call it a derby. Go see a derby and see what real fandom is all, is all about. I think you just created our headline, Greg, pubs and the postal service. I think that's, I think that's kind of where we're going to go with this. Well, Hey, I really appreciate your leadership uh, being out in front and provide, and just being a tremendous resource for our industry. So that is going to do it for us in the hot seat, Greg. We will see you next time.